Hello and welcome to Blooming Curious, the podcast that's all about nurturing that natural curiosity in our earliest kids and students. I'm Edwina, your host from the Ed's Lessons blog, a passionate advocate for play and inquiry, and on a mission to keep children curious and questioning. The days of talk and chalk are over. We're diving into the world of integrated, inquiry, and nature-based learning, and exploring those strategies that create lifelong learners. So if you're a classroom or homeschool educator, or even a curious parent, then this is the place for you. So today's topic is going to be controversial, but as you'll see, if you stick around, I'm going to give you some ideas as alternatives to to technology to keep kids occupied when you need them to be. You know, I see a bit on social media, posted often by older, more mature folks, often psychologists, talking about the dangerous combination of technology and, and young children. And then there's always the inevitable backlash, often from young parents that just want to keep their kids busy and because they need five minutes or they're busy. And times have changed. I acknowledge that. Our lives are busier, um, possibly busier than in the past. But some might say, well, there's more pressure on today than there used to be. And others might say, well, that busyness has always been there. If I think back in the past 23 years, my oldest is 23, Um, The first six months of my son's life, I was lucky enough to spend at home with him. And our days were filled with nursing and changing nappies and tidying the house and getting the laundry done and preparing food and all those other mundane tasks. And for us, we lived in a foreign country. My husband often worked away from home and I had no family around to help out. I was on my own. So at six months, I had to go back to work. And I had to put this little bundle into daycare and just about broke my heart. And it's something that haunts me to this day. So there I was, a full-time working mum with a six-month-old. And we had uh, no house help or family around and we just got on with it. And a friend of mine and a colleague who at the time um, was a single mum gave me a very important piece of advice that I've never forgotten. And that was, give your child your time. It's the most precious thing you can give them. So from the moment that I picked him up from nursery, and I always tried to get there as early as I possibly could, from the moment I was there till the moment he went to bed, I tried to be present for him. Because it wasn't his fault that we were living in a foreign country and that we'd bought a house and we had to pay a mortgage. So I made him a priority from the moment I picked him up till that moment I laid him down to sleep. I remember nursing my son and just sitting there studying every square millimeter of that beautiful soft face. I was in the moment with my child and there was no smartphone to distract me. And I would talk and I'd read to him long before he even knew what a book was. And 17 months later, I was on maternity leave again for the birth of my second son. And luckily, we were now transferred and I didn't need to go back to work again until the kids were much older and they were in elementary school. And although it was a busy time, um, you know what I didn't have? I didn't have a smartphone. I know that might sound crazy to some people, like how would I have coped? But you know what? I think it freed me up to spend time with my kids and I think it saved my sanity because I could just be in the moment. I wasn't trying to be with them and on the phone at the same time. And, you know, my husband and I were quite old-fashioned in many ways. 
we have old-fashioned values and they're still important to us and we raised our kids with those values too and they often didn't appreciate them as they were growing up but now as young adults they understand and they value them. Things like table manners and making eye contact when you speak to others, saying please and thank you, working hard, taking responsibility for your actions, not giving up in the face of adversity and all the things that we oldies think are important. Clean shoes, dressing respectfully when you attend church, These are the few of the rules or values that we try to teach our kids. And these things now are really difficult in a modern tech-driven society. A society that so often, to me, appears bereft of a moral compass. But we can't blame technology for the lack of values or manners that we so often see now. I mean, it's just an object. But it's an object with an incredible power over humans. Technology can be a wonderful thing when it's used appropriately with children and in front of children. I fought long and hard against bringing video games into our home and giving children smartphones. The battles were sometimes loud and teary, but I'm glad I held the line when I did. And of course, eventually, even we felt we had to give in. And luckily, this was only when the kids were in high school. We were able to avoid the video games, except for that first little handheld Nintendo when they were in primary school. We managed to hold off on smartphones and social media until they were well into high school. But nowadays, things are different. Young kids have iPads and phones. You go into the shops and doctor surgeries and you'll see young children playing on their parents' phones and on their own iPads. Or as I've seen so many times, kids playing up because they're seeking attention while their parents are swiping at a screen. And as an educator, I find this a disturbing phenomenon. I understand that kids get bored and restless. The question we need to ask as parents is this. Is there a better way? I'm not claiming to be a parenting expert by any means, and nor do I have all the answers. But I do know that over the years of teaching, children have become increasingly restless. Increasingly, they struggle to focus. Increasingly, they have difficulty socializing. And increasingly, their reading and ability to express themselves verbally have deteriorated. So as a curious educator, I have to ask why. I have my own personal opinion, but I think perhaps we'll leave that for another day. Instead, allow me to share this little trick I used when my kids were young. I had a little thing called a boredom buster bag, a small backpack that contained an array of goodies that I kept my kids occupied with whilst we were visiting a friend or the doctor's office or on a flight or anywhere really where they could get bored or restless. Your boredom buster bag should contain things that your kids enjoy and that are age appropriate. The kind of things that you might think about putting in are always a few of their favorite books that you can read to them if they're or if they're old enough, they can read to themselves, their favorite soft toy, some of their favorite toys, or maybe they're animals or dollies or small cars, some colored pencils or crayons, a coloring in book. If I think about how many kids now have problems with holding a pencil, then seriously, let's get out those coloring in books. Some blank pages or a sketchbook for drawing, a pack of go fish cards or any playing cards like you know or happy families, a small bag of um, tic-tac-toe or magnetic travel sets with snakes and ladders or anything that's age-appropriate, maybe even a puzzle, some Lego or blocks, and of course a snack and some water. So here's the plan. Instead of giving the kids a screen, 
let's try and set a good habit to have as little technology in our young kids' hands as possible while they are still young. Small kids don't need technology. They just need us to look at them, talk to them, and acknowledge them. The one thing that we parents can do for our kids is to be present. That means engaging with our children. Don't get me wrong. I do think there are times that children need to occupy themselves, that it's okay for them to watch a TV show. We need to model and teach children that it's okay to be bored at times too. And it's okay not to be busy all the time and to have something in your hands to occupy with every moment of every day. It's okay to be still or quiet sometimes. We do not need to be entertaining our kids 100% of the time. I mean, we'll go crazy if we do. Just remember that children mimic our behavior. When we show our love and our enjoyment for nature or learning or reading or playing games, drawing or coloring, they will too. Keep them off devices as much as you can when they are young and instead talk, talk and then talk some more. As educators, each year we see young children with poorer and poorer oral language skills. And of course, this means that we must model this behavior to our children. This means that we need to be of our devices too. So here's something to think about. If you were trying to have a conversation with a friend or a partner and they were preoccupied with something else and not looking at you or acknowledging you, how would that make you feel? Would you feel heard? Would you feel respected or loved or valued? When our children are trying to engage with us, we are ensuring that they feel heard, respected, loved and valued. These are the things that the young kids I teach so often say to me, my mum never listens, she's always on her phone. Or when a kid hasn't practiced their reading and their excuses, my mum was too busy on her phone to read with me. And I go, what? Well, I go, what in my head? Doesn't that just break your heart? I swear, I'm not making this up. And of course, we can't get away from technology. It's here to stay. But we can put limits on it. And we can model how to use it appropriately. And I don't buy into that whole thing about, well, kids need to know how to use it because they use it in school. I mean, have you seen how quickly a kid can figure out his or her way around an iPad or a TV remote or any kind of digital device? It's unbelievable. So let's be mindful and come up with creative ways that we can keep our kids occupied in public spaces and when we need to without resorting to a screen. So what do you think about the boredom buster bag? It's going to be a hard sell if your kids are used to screens already. But perhaps if you do it with them and you're not on your phone, it might be a little bit more palatable for them. So let's try and be more present in the coming weeks and see if it makes a little difference in our lives and in the lives of our kids. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure to click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if anything I said today resonates with you or you think that my content is fabulous, then how about leaving a review, which will really help me grow the show and keep going. Thanks so much. Be sure to visit me at bloomingcurious.com and listen out for a new episode every Tuesday. And remember, curiosity isn't just a trait, it's a superpower. So until next time, stay blooming curious.